everyone remain calm. to the 42nd episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we've got a bit of news, and I'll also tell you all about my trip up to New York to see the ILM 40 Years of Movie Magic, the past, present, and future of Industrial Light and Magic presentation. I'll be joined by Dan Caron today in Site B, who also stopped by the ILM event with me. It was a great experience, and we can't wait to share it with you. But before all that, let's start things off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. Eighteen minutes and your company catches up on ten years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, I hate being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. Are you ready to visit a dinosaur theme park? Well, on March 25th in Bangkok, Thailand, you can visit Dinosaur Planet, a new dinosaur theme park. I'll read a little bit from the article on nationmultimedia.com. Visitors can get to know dinosaurs at Dinosaur District, have fun in the only dino eye in the world, travel back in time at Stars of Dino, explore the bottom of the ocean at 4D Deep World, Enjoy exciting shows at the Great Volcano. Get their adrenaline pumping at Raptor Extreme. Ride a dinosaur at Dino Farm and dine and shop at Dino Square. So this sounds like a pretty awesome park, even though I can't attest to the quality of the theme park itself. Uh, They have been toting a T-Rex in the back of a truck around Thailand to promote the new park. And uh, that thing looked pretty awesome. So hopefully we get to see more once this park opens up at the end of the month. And I'll make sure to post a link to the article and the park website in the show notes. B.D. Wong has been out promoting his appearance on Fox's Gotham, talking about his character Hugo Strange. He goes into how Strange relates closely to Dr. Wu, so let me read you a bit of his quote here. I think of him a lot in the same way I think of the character I played in Jurassic World. This is a person who's on an A-list of science. He's really pushing the envelope of technologies, making things happen that no one else can do, As a result, he's in a way full of himself or really unaware and blind to his consequences. So my first impression is that he's amazingly gifted and secondly that he's blind to the consequences of what he's doing. His personal goals are just the scientist's goals, learning about the human psyche, learning about life, trying to manipulate it, change it, alter it, 
and being extremely satisfied when something works. So I can definitely see the parallels here between his character. He definitely likes to alter things and change things when it comes to dinosaurs. But can we trust BD's instincts when it comes to Dr. Wu? Or is he just too blind to see the consequences as well? You can find a link to the article in the show notes. The MTV Movie Award nominees have been announced. Now, if MTV award shows are the kind of thing that you're into, you have more to look forward to. Jurassic World has been nominated in three different categories. It's up for Movie of the Year, and Chris Pratt is up for Best Male Performance and Best Action Performance. Yet again, Bryce was skipped over for an award, and also the final battle between the Indominus and the Rex was somehow missed for Best Fight. That really boggles my mind. Uh, make sure to head over to the link in the show notes to vote for Chris and Jurassic World at the MTV Movie Awards. <coughs> Researchers will finally get the chance to study the impact zone of the crater that killed off the dinosaurs. These scientists plan to drill into the crater sediments to see how life bounced back. Starting in April, they will continue the project for about two months. Now, there's a ton of information in the article on CNN.com, so why don't you find the link within our show notes to learn much, much more than I can give you. Oh, there it is. There it is. Thank God for Site B. Site B? Yes, Site B. No force on Earth or Heaven could get me on that island. Site B, don't worry. I'm not making the same uh, mistakes again. I know, I... Okay, so there's another island with dinosaurs, no yes, fences. Site B. And you want to send people in? Yes. A very few people. Yes. It's not a research expedition anymore. It's a rescue operation, and it's leaving right now. You this cannot land on this island. This is Isla Sorna. Site B. Yes. Uh, we're on Isla Sorna, and we need to find, we need to talk to the boat. Site B. No, a lady. Enough. Wrong frequency. So we're here in New York City. I'm here with Dan Caron. We uh, just got out of the ILM 40 Years of Movie Magic, the past, present, and future of Industrial Light Magic presentation. Um, I actually won a ticket uh, from Star Wars News Net. I, uh, I found this little uh, contest they were running. Sorry, we're, we're on the streets of New York right now, essentially, sitting at a table. So you'll have to not care about the background sound at the moment but uh so anyway i won a ticket to this event and uh traveled up to new york city and i mentioned it to one of my podcast mates here dan Karan, and he decided to join me so uh did you enjoy this thing i did brad i did it was uh it was nice uh, getting out and seeing some new things yeah we we had zero idea what to expect when it came to this uh presentation um, so when we went in, we went in kind of blind, and uh, we knew that there was going to be three guys, Dave Fogler, Michael Copper was, I'm not sure how to say that name, and Jason Smith, uh, all guys who work with ILM. And uh, yeah, it was a really cool perform or performance, not a performance, presentation, but it was actually on the, on the short side. It was only an hour long. It was really, really surprising. It was a little short. I, I can't... 
I, I thought for sure that there would be like a Q&A or something like that at the end, but there wasn't. It was just a little presentation, like some PowerPoints and stuff like that. Yeah, they essentially went through the, some, some of the history and, uh, you know, modern work that, that uh, ILM has been uh, working on over the years. Um, and yeah. It seems like there's still a power player in the visual uh, oh, effects space. Yeah. So. It's, it's crazy, actually. Like, when you watched, actually, when they started the thing, uh, they, they ran through this uh, uh, montage of the movies that they've worked on. And when you watch that, man, like, it's hard to believe. They actually worked on everything. Every like, movie you I've name ever it, seen yeah. was in it that was, trailer. It was out of control. Like, things you didn't even realize that they worked on. They were there, and uh, they had their hands all over it. So... That was really cool. They did this montage for a few minutes, right? Um, but that wasn't much. It just kind of showed the highlights of what they've done. But but the the fact that we don't know all of their work is is you know kind of kind of it's some of the stuff was surprising. It was you surprising know? Um, because you think you think like Lucasfilm and you think uh, you know Jurassic Park and stuff like this, but you don't think of all the other works that they've done. And it was really cool to see some of that stuff. Um, obviously, we went here expecting Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, um, but unfortunately, we didn't get any. We only got None. a taste. Yeah. We actually got, uh, in that highlight clip, there was a few uh, clips of Jurassic World, some breakdowns in that clip of how they made something, but they didn't talk about it. It was just a highlight. Um, so pretty much things that we've already seen on the DVD, really. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there was any Jurassic Park. Um Original there, Jurassic Park? No. I don't, I don't believe so. No, I, I don't think there was anything else aside from Jurassic World. So it was really disappointing in as, that aspect. And the fact that it was only an hour really shocked me. Uh, I thought it would be a little bit longer, maybe two hours, maybe a Q&A or something, like I said. Yeah. But, um, so you, we did get some good content when it comes to uh, Star Wars. So they showed us... Uh, essentially, what what it went in what went into making the the new Millennium Falcon? Yeah, it seems like it was a pretty uh, long process to kind of get that yeah, down. Yeah, well, because there's so many different versions of it. Like you know, the dinosaurs in Jurassic World, they they modeled them off of different ones, and uh, there's like they, I think they said there was a few different models from the old movies, and they had to kind of combine everything. And they were all different make, scales as well, so they were working yeah. with different models. Yeah. That, that made it difficult to now make make a new one and create that for the newest movie. Yeah, well, they they uh, just talked about how how much effort went into making all those choices, and uh, that that went on like a hundred thousand times for other portions of making the new Star Wars movie. So that was really cool to hear. Um, what was the the second thing was um, a presentation by Jason Smith, who's a visual effects supervisor for ILM. And uh, he talked about what uh, Transformers, uh, Avengers, yeah, Avengers, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Is that the second one? Chest, Dead Man's right? Chest. Yeah, I'm sorry. Dead Men Tell No Tales. That's the new. <laughs> that's the new one that's coming out like next year. <laughs> I wish they talked about that one. Um, uh, no, but they had Dead Man's Chest, and uh, there and was the another one, The Revenant. Yeah. So they cut The Revenant short. Really, it was just kind of like a real quick. Uh, process of as to what it went into making that bear scene which i didn't see the movie but i've heard a ton about this bear scene i've heard a lot about it yeah. and it looked really brutal from what they showed but but they really went into um you know the the, the process it takes to 
to really make these things, um, these effects look as real as possible. Um, everything yeah. from the movement of the Transformers transforming from a, you know, a truck to, you know, what we know as Optimus Prime. Yeah, that was really cool because they showed, basically, I know that a robot doesn't have a muscle structure, but they showed how they have to move, like, the arm and animate the arms, and also the entire transformation process from car to robot, which was insane. I don't, like, physically, I don't know how they did that. Like, Yeah, I don't know. They, they did walk us through a few different, yeah. uh, um, Like, slides. animating, animating each piece of that robot for the transformation process. It's, it's really crazy. It seems like it's a crazy, uh, complicated process. Yeah. Uh, even from what we saw, it was it was a few few tiny movements, and uh, it looked like it, it was pretty time-consuming. Yeah, and they said that that's a lot of the same technology now that they're using with uh, the Iron Man movies, the Avengers movies, all with, uh, you know, Tony Stark's suit and, and more, even more. So it's cool to see it, you know, still in use, that sort of uh, tool that they're using. What was the other one? Pirates of the Caribbean. That was pretty cool. Basically just showed um, Davy Jones and... Uh, motion capture. Yeah, motion capture. And a bit of um, uh, the tentacles and stuff that were all over his face. Showed how they made that movement, how they correlated it to um, the actual actor's movement. So that was cool. And the physics behind the, the movements, the, yeah, the springing yeah. of, of the different tentacles. How they stick that. to each other. That exactly. was really cool. And uh, was there any other movies there? Was that the four? The last one was uh, The Revenant, which I oh, think yeah, we, had, we covered that a little bit. Um, you know, relate the most to, to you know Jurassic World because yeah, you sure. know they, they really went yeah. into the, the, the not only not only the bone structure the but musculature, the muscle, yeah. yeah, the muscular structure. Yeah, it, it was really cool. I, this this was the portion where Jurassic World really would have shined. Yeah. I think. I think so too. Like showing the muscle structure of the dinosaurs and the movements and, and the different layers from God. the skin to this and that. It was it was really incredible. It seems yeah. like there's so much that goes into it. It would have been the perfect spot. I, I'm so shocked after the performance of Jurassic World and how amazing it was that they decided to skip over it. Yeah, it's it's really really. <laughs> uh, it was disappointing, but I'm I'm glad we did see what we, we you know. We, because, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy we got to see that those attributes for those four movies. Um, and yeah, it was great. I love the three of those. I haven't seen The Revenant, like uh, like I said, but those other three, I love those ones. So it's cool to see things that we didn't get to see like on a DVD. It was yeah. definitely things that are outside the scope of regular production. You know, uh, like uh, highlights and, and different things that you've seen before. So that was really cool. Um, and what it wrapped up with the ILM X Lab, which uh, Jurassic World fans should know about because they recently did the, uh, the Jurassic, I, forget, I guess Jurassic World VR experience, where um, you have the Apatosaurus uh, and the Jeep, the uh, the old Jeep, and the Apatosaurus wakes up and basically goes straight at your face and kind of like does a few movements and everything. So they didn't, unfortunately, they didn't talk about that either. They, they mostly focused on Star Wars and how the X-Lab is, is basically pushing the envelope for the future. Exactly. It yeah. shows the direction that the, that the company is moving, or at least that division of the company is moving. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully we can see more uh, content for Jurassic World in I the know. future. Um, well, one of the things, I, I was so excited when they started to talk about it, actually, um, 
they sh- they showed some of the concept art of the, the new Star Wars land. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, here we go. Here's some like, here's some stuff we haven't heard before. And no, he just said like, that's some cool looking artwork. Yeah. Like, it's We're gonna be great. It. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was no, no like substance to that. He just said that they're trying. Actually, I mean, I guess it was kind of cool. They they said that they're going to use this VR experience with ILMX Labs in the park somehow. I think it's in order to model the park um, and, and show. Was it? I, I don't know. I thought I got the feeling that he said it, it's going to be used somehow within the parks. That's what I thought. Yeah. At least I don't know, but so it's kind of cool to hear that at least. But um, they basically talked about how augmented reality and VR experiences are basically the future of, of gaming, of uh, movies, of everything, really. Yeah, visual it, effects in yeah, general. Yeah. And they showed some really cool stuff, like the augmented reality stuff was really cool. They showed this little clip of C-3PO uh, sitting on your couch at home. That was, that was awesome. It, you're kind of like hold up your iPad and... On your iPad, yeah, it's basically a viewfinder. And on your iPad, I guess you have the camera running through this uh, app, I would assume. And uh, you basically get to see C-3PO in front of you through the app. So that that was really cool. Um, He basically just talked about, like, what the human eye sees, like frames per second and stuff like that and how this is going to be used in the future and how it's at its infancy right now and is poised to grow to um, you know you made the comparison between cell phones what they were back in the 80s compared to what they are now Um, they've grown exponentially over that time and um, you know uh, VR and augmented reality are kind of in that same yeah oh yeah you know like and we were talking about this on the walk over to this uh, restaurant here like how it's just not there yet, you know. You need that tactile feedback when it comes to, uh, like, a VR experience or augmented reality to kind of um, feel what's going on in front of you. You know, the, the the lens or the the vision is right in front of your face, but you're not getting that feeling. You're not moving really. You're just kind of circling around or, or moving your arms, but nothing's really nothing of substance is happening in that real space. So. Seems Hopefully, like right, right now we're kind of in that test phase. Yeah, it's, and, yeah and that's we'll what it seems up. like. They they showed like that funny video you've seen floating around the internet of the guy like with the VR, like the, basically a helmet on his face and and his I guess a girlfriend is like looking at him, filming him. Like, what in the world is he doing right now? Yeah. Moving his hands around and he didn't actually explain what he was doing, did he? Yeah, no, I don't think it, so. it was pretty weird looking, but. Uh, but yeah, I think that really summed it up. They actually cut it off right at that point. Like it's right, really starting to get interesting with this whole VR thing, and then they cut it off. It was and they're like, "That's sweet. about it. That's all we have. That's all the time we have." I find it hard to believe that a venue in New York City is like, "Oh, that's it. That's all we got for you an hour today." Yeah, it, it was a little short, but um, nonetheless, it was it was some really good content. I I saw a lot of things that. Uh, you know, I probably wouldn't have seen oh, yeah. um, anywhere else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it seems like you got a, a, t- a small peek into, um, you know, this this crazy company that's grown so much over the past yeah. 40 years. Yeah, since its um, inception, you know, like Star Wars and everything, how far it's come since using models and now with the computer, you know, animations graphics, and everything. Yeah. It's just so incredible to see it grow in the past 40 years. Oh, and one more thing, actually. That's the way they presented it to us before they cut it off. They did show the new um, Captain America Civil War trailer with...
I don't know if I should say that, so I'll cut that out. Um, if you if you hear that skip right there, that's because I may have spoiled something. Just in case you just throw a roar yeah. over it. Yeah, I'll, I'll roar. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, like I'll bleep that out anyway. So yeah, I won't spoil that. But they showed the new uh, Captain America trailer, and uh, it debuted actually today as of recording it online. So it wasn't anything new if you've already watched the trailer. I myself don't watch trailers because I feel like they've spoiled too much recently for me so I kind of like to go in clean fresh you know uh, fresh eyes when it comes to viewing this stuff on the screen in the theater for the first time so when that came on I was like oh no I gotta close my eyes and I sat there I actually this is what I did it may be embarrassing on my behalf but I hummed uh, chasing the dragon from Jurassic World (laughs) chasing dragons I think it's plural Um, but you know the, the the track where Chris Pratt's riding his motorcycle through the through the forest with the raptors. I hummed that in my head because it was loud, and, and nobody else I don't think could hear me. I'm sitting there humming it, trying to block out the sound because I don't like to hear the audio either. And, I watched uh, the whole thing. I, I it closed was awesome. my eyes. Oh, I'm sure it was awesome. But <laughs> it was awesome. That's part of the problem. I just don't want to be spoiled or sullied when I go when I go to see the movie for the first time. Yeah. But I have to say, it was was really fun. It was fun coming up here to New York, um, getting to see the city for, you know, I haven't been here uh, for a few months now, so it's been a while. Uh, So it's uh, nice to come back here, tour around a little bit, and uh, go to a new venue, so that was cool. And to see all this stuff from ILM, you know, even though we didn't get to see anything from Jurassic World or Jurassic Park, uh, that, that was disappointing, but this was an awesome experience nonetheless, so I had a good time. Yeah, I did too. It was great. Yeah, and definitely thank you to uh, Star Wars News Net for, uh, you know, putting that contest up there, allowing me to, or choosing me to come, and giving me the ticket, so that was really awesome, and uh, also, obviously, thanks to you for deciding to buy a, what was it, $15 ticket. Yeah, luckily it was $15. <laughs> uh... Yeah, there was like, what, like a uh, 40 Five dollar ticket or so. It was about forty five. So yeah. you're probably better off that you didn't buy that for one <laughs> for a one hour experience. You know, even though you're close to here, it didn't really take much for you to come out here. No, it was it was a good experience. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and it was cool seeing a lot of things that um, I probably wouldn't have seen otherwise. So, yeah. Oh, um, it's always nice to just get out and see something new. So. Exactly. Uh, hopefully this was uh, somewhat informational. Probably doesn't matter too much to you, but uh, we thought it was fun, so we figured we'd uh, present it here. We were hoping for some more Jurassic Park stuff, but uh, not today. Maybe next time. Thanks for listening to the 42nd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'd like to thank StarWarsNewsNet.com for the ticket to the event, and also thanks to Dan Caron for joining me at the presentation and discussing it afterwards. Stay tuned for episode 43 next week, when Michael Pierce from the Jurassic World 3D Project joins us in the Visitor Center. It was a great interview, so you'll definitely want to hear it. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook, at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and YouTube, or really wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already... 
please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out our show notes for all of the links. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, segment ideas, pictures, top tens, or comments to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail a call and leave us a message, or you can even text us now. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy.